how surprised or even angry would you be if Gmail app developers were snooping on your private emails? That seems to be a common practice in the industry, according to the Wall Street Journal earlier this week. Let's bring in Shannon Liao, tech and culture reporter at The Verge, who's also been writing on this subject. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So an internet giant who many of us rely upon, uh, it's one thing to sort of track our Google searches. It's another thing to maybe try and influence us on social media. But to directly enter our private email world, it's the next level, isn't it? Well, yes and um, no. So, so actually, this practice has going, been going on for a very long time, actually. And um, so, so now uh, this report from the Wall Street Journal, it just confirms what some people knew, but other people were not aware of, that uh, Gmail employees were able to uh, access and read emails. And also third-party apps um, that help you manage your email are also able to read your emails. And actually, the I think the biggest and most impactful part of that report is that uh, human engineers are also reading emails. And there might be a permissions box every time you have to allow um, the app developers to be able to read your email, but you're not explicitly knowing that it's going to be human engineers who actually get to look at your email messages. And so uh, I think many of us just assume that it would be the app or maybe uh, machine algorithms that be looking at our email messages. And so it feels like a violation of privacy that it's actually humans looking at messages. Right. I mean, the human element is particularly disturbing. But before we get on to that, what's the uh, purpose of the algorithms? What are they looking for? Um, machine learning through our through our emails? Mm-hmm. So it actually depends on what sort of third party apps uh, you're looking at and what uh, sort of things you would like them to do for you. So, you know, I think many of us get like thousands of emails, or maybe at least hundreds of emails per day. So perhaps you would uh, enable a third-party app to to just go through those emails and check them for spam and delete the ones or hide the ones that you don't want to look at. So, um, so, so the third-party app developers would then go ahead and try to train those algorithms to be able to identify which ones are spam and which ones aren't. And of course, there are also like business third-party apps uh, which would help you maybe respond automatically to certain requests and then they would have to train the algorithm to be able to do that. And then when you bring the human engineer into the equation, what are they looking at? Right. So a lot of this, um, I think in the Wall Street Journal report, uh, there was actually uh, two companies that they spoke to. uh, ReturnPath as one of those uh, email managing uh, companies. And they were um, only brought in human engineers because they found that their algorithm was actually mislabeling a lot of personal emails as commercial. So they had to like uh, bring in the engineer to fix that problem. And so we aren't, we're not, we, of course, we don't know what they were looking at, but they were just training and reading um, 8,000 emails uh, into the algorithm. And, and uh, in the case of uh, Edison Software, which is another company that the Wall Street Journal spoke with, um, they were training their... Um, so the human engineers are training the algorithm to be able to just label and identify emails. Just to be clear, for, for ordinary Gmail users who haven't signed up to any third-party apps, is there any concern for them? So ordinary Gmail users, um, if you if you haven't even given permission to any 
uh, third-party app, of course, there would be nothing to fear except for, of course, um, you know, Gmail employees are able to read uh, emails as well. But that's so Google has come out with a blog post uh, about two days ago saying that there's nothing to worry about there because that only happens in the case of emergencies or in case of um, uh, if there's like a security bug that they have to then debug. So there should be nothing to worry about. But of course, you know, many of us have had Gmail accounts for many years, and there could be third-party apps that we've allowed in the past and then forgotten about. So it would be good to like double-check to make sure that there isn't something that uh, we previously allowed many years ago and then forgot about, and that's secretly been looking at our emails. Some people listening might think it could be useful to be able to scan emails for potential terror threats and uh but security risks of that nature. What, what is the situation at the moment with that and the authorities? Right. So I, I do think that there's um, a lot of measures in place. So federal authorities, uh, regardless of which country you're in, uh, could you know talk to Google and, and talk to Apple or talk to Facebook and be able to access personal data in order to you know solve crimes and and uh, put an end to any suspicious activity that they're seeing. But um, that seems to be a little bit out of the scope of this report. Right. Coming back then to this issue um, and what you were reporting on and, and, and what you already said today, this, this idea of having users' explicit consent. For anyone who may have gone through the third app route already, third-party app route, what sort of consent would it have asked for? Just a, a little box coming up that you have to click, did you suggest? Yes. So usually uh, a box uh, with the name of the app will say it wants to access your Google account. And then it'll tell you like this, um, the name of your Google account, the name of your Gmail account. And then it would say, um, if checking this, allowing this will allow the app to be able to read, send, delete, and manage your email. And also manage um, your contacts or your calendar, depending on what sort of app it is and whether uh, Google has allowed that app to have those permissions. So it's going to ask you for, um, so so it could ask you to read your email. It could ask you for your contacts or calendar, and it depends on what, what sort of app that is too. So if it's just an email managing app, it should only be able to read your email. And if it's a calendar app, it might only be able to access your calendar. And so it will explicitly ask you for these things. But the permissions box is not going to say um, that a human engineer is actually going to read your email. It's just going to say this app will read your email, and I think. The assumption there is, for many people, that it would just be the app reading your email. How does this compare in terms of scandal to the Cambridge Analytica unbelievable situation with Facebook and uh, some of the problems that we've been discussing in the last few months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, there's, I think, a worthwhile comparison because, I mean, even though this is Definitely, um, there has been no evidence of data misuse, and it's not a scandal at all. It's just um, this is an open vulnerability that has now been reported on and now has received more attention. So it's actually, you know, this is a vulnerability that's actually um, been taken advantage of in the past. So last year, Google had a phishing attack um, when uh, so some so a, a bad actor disguised itself as a permissions request from Google Docs to access user contacts. And even though nothing happened from that hack, it just showed that uh, because Google is so open source, because there are so many third-party apps that are able to access its data, 
uh, therefore, um, there could be opportunities in the future for them to disguise themselves or um, you know, take advantage of that access. Um, so, so to answer your question, it's, it's pretty similar in terms of you know, with Cambridge Analytica, it was just revealing a vulnerability that Facebook had had for years. But nobody had paid much attention to. So Cambridge Analytica actually happened quite a few, a few years ago, and uh, Facebook put an end to that data breach by um, stopping uh, "This Is Your Digital Life" that app that uh, breached all those um, Facebook accounts. But afterward, it was discovered that there are actually several, maybe like countless other Cambridge Analytica possible situations that could have occurred. Um, from other third-party apps that had access to Facebook data. So, and then after that, um, about a month after that, there was a report from the New York Times saying that Facebook actually gave their, uh, a lot of access to its data to hardware um, and device makers. And so that's a whole other, you know, um, can of worms. So uh, the whole situation goes to show that um, these are vulnerabilities that won't, that haven't been... So they've so now they're um, now that we're talking about them, we don't see any data misuse quite yet, but we should just keep a lookout um, just mm. to be safe. Generally, what would your advice be to our listeners when it comes to how far we place our trust in third-party apps, or, or how far we're prepared to give them information? Uh, for example, at the moment, there's one doing the rounds: which World Cup player do you look most like? And you have to upload a, an image of your face, and yeah, you know, that felt a little bit funny to me in the wake of some of these scandals because you think to yourself well what are they then going to do with your face uh but there's all sorts of other apps that provide these services if you like but require something in return what would be the best most logical common sense without being overly paranoid way to go forward right i think a lot of people um after cambridge cambridge analytica happened um started to forget about I guess, um, data privacy issues. And, you know, we're just messing around with Facebook now and watching videos and, you know, going on all kinds of third-party apps and sharing our data and not really giving this much thought. But I, I would say definitely be aware of what sort of apps you're downloading and whether they seem like they're asking for too much information from you or even if they're asking for permission to access your friend's contacts. Um, and then also, you know, from there to access your friends of friends' contacts, which could also be a problem. And um, for Google in particular, there's actually a website, uh, myaccount.google.com slash permissions that you can go to to just check uh, what sort of third-party apps you've allowed to access your account. And you can revoke any of those permissions if you don't think that they are necessary anymore or if they look suspicious. Um, And I think that same kind of just um, care that we can exercise towards uh, other apps that we download um, would be uh, a good thing in this case. Is is there any particular information that you would advise absolutely not to give out? For example, access to our photo gallery or access to some other common part of our phones or computers? Right. I think, um, yeah, definitely the photo gallery is a big one. Um, but I, I also think uh, access to contacts actually seems um, is is actually worse than it sounds because sometimes um, telemarketers will take that data and then contact your contacts and and from there just continue to contact more people and that's kind of one of the ways that we get robocalls um, so much is because our phone number has just gotten out there on the internet somewhere and uh, people are calling it 
Um, so that's also very uh, annoying. But also just any other data. I think I, w- I was just thinking about this, like the other. So, so in my emails, you know, I, I send out my tax return back and forth, and mm. inside my tax return is my social security number um, because I'm in the U.S. And so it's just like um, even in within your email with all these different things, they're actually like very uh, personal details that you don't want to get out. Shannon Liao, it's been wonderful having you on the line. Thank you very much for sharing your expertise. Thanks for yeah, thanks for having me. It was wonderful being here. Thank you.